Uh, what's up, everyone? This is uh, Dr. Asif Razak. Um, I am a chiropractor here in Ashland, Kentucky, and um, we're creating this podcast so we can actually have a conversation, a discussion around things that's uh, you know on our mind, uh, that's going on in our community, in our country, on our planet. Um, just overall, um, because the dialogue is missing. Um, there's a lot of judgment being passed on people. There's a lot of comments being made. Um, and people don't necessarily get to defend their positions um, all the time. So we wanted to bring on guests later on on future podcasts. And me and Marshall are going to um, you know, host these kind of events and to really just to connect with everyone uh, and let them know that we're not too far apart uh, being different. We can have different ideas, different views, but at, when it boils down to it all, you know, we're all pretty much the same. And uh, I hope you all like our podcast. Um, subscribe, like. I, I don't even know how that stuff goes down because this is new, but we'll figure it out Absolutely. as we go along. And um, so I'm going to let uh, Marshall introduce himself a little bit and uh, we'll go from there and good evening to everyone yes i am marshall tyson i am a marketing supervisor um, for a community mental health provider um and one thing we like also said we want to talk about different things going on in our community and um, just have a, a genuine conversation without the argument fighting and having to and just be having an opportunity to be understood maybe just have somebody say something that may hit you differently than you have or a perspective that you never had um i've heard before and and maybe help us come to find more common ground than uncommon so i mean that's that's something that we're really looking forward to and and enjoy and we want to laugh and have a good time in the process of doing this um this opportunity so yeah we're new to it um and we're just going to continue to grow um and continue to seek out different people throughout the community to start conversations with and see how much information we can uh, soak up and learn from and grow in. So we're both definitely excited about what we're doing and how we operate. And one other thing we want to make clear, just because we have certain points of views or whatever, it doesn't reflect our agencies and our, our companies that we work for, the things that we do. I mean, this is who we are, and um, we don't want anybody going after my agency or anybody thinking something they don't like about what I'm going to say. Um, but um, this is just who I am and, uh, and an opportunity for us to share that with um, those around us and also to hear other people's stories as well. So we're definitely excited to uh, kick this thing off. Um, yeah, and, you know, my buddy threw in, he's a doctor. I ain't there yet. <laughs> no, it's not even like that. No. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, we're all human and we, we have these thoughts. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, the privilege I get in my office is I'm independent. So, like... I, I don't really have to have any kind of a filter or anything. I just try to be real honest Absolutely. with my patients. It's like a, a town meeting when they come to my office, and uh, we talk about a little bit about everything, politics, sports, religion, you name it. Um, but the funny thing is no one gets heated, no one gets emotional, because we're coming from that loving, caring space. Absolutely. And uh, not making anyone right or wrong, we're just – we're just trying to get our thoughts organized and 
all trying to be civil and live a better life. Absolutely. And, and just to show you how serious we are, we're talking to a Duke fan and a Kentucky fan here, people. <laughs> <laughs> it don't get no more competitive than that. Yeah, Coach K's done this year. <laughs> watch it. Watch it. You know, we're going to try to do this thing right, Oscar. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're definitely excited to kick things off. Um, so uh, we're, we're going to um, go on a little break here, and we'll be back. Um, we're going to do a little bit five minutes at a time um, on these uh, so we don't keep it too long and then try to put together one one big uh, podcast. So our first topic, what we're we going to discuss about uh, just mental health, just mental health and uh, what you can do when you're engaging with people on a daily basis. Absolutely. We'll be right back. All right, Marshall, um, let's get right into the topics here. Um, this has been on my mind, you know. Um, you could be having a wonderful day. Right. Right, and um, next thing you know, you're interacting and you hear someone speak on something, like say it's COVID or say it's, uh, you know, some sporting event or whatever, and start getting into a conversation and what I mostly see is that we start getting in like I'm right you're wrong type of mentality and then even if you have that mentality of like no I'm gonna hear this person out but we end up carrying some sort of feelings or whatever and then it just ruins our day uh, rest of the day Uh, and then we're back into this, you know, vicious cycle of, you know, whatever. And, you know, it just totally wipes out your day. Uh, at least I'm that way sometimes if I get in a real intense conversation with somebody. Right. And, um, you know, my feelings are real. Uh, and uh, and then where me personally, where I care so much that it, it kind of gets under my skin and, how do you deflect that and keep on having a positive day? Yeah, that's definitely a great question and a great conversation started, my brother. Um, that's a one. I do think one of the things that I look at, truthfully, is that you know that I'm learning, I guess, to say is whatever people are emotionally invested in, um, they feel like they have to prove that or um, or. You know, it's like we have to be heard. And I think social media has done a terrible job with putting people in a position where they feel like they have to be able to um, respond to everything, speak on every situation and be so right and may not have all the information. You know, I think um, sometimes, you know, they say that that's expressing ignorance begets ignorance. You know what I mean? And sometimes that happens. I know for me, like I find myself even just arguing with younger people about the difference between LeBron James and Michael Jordan, right? And, and I'm talking to somebody who may have never seen Jordan play, you know, and, and it's hard to explain that you've, you've seen both. And really, at the end of the day, we're talking about two people's opinion based on what information that we've been given, and yet we're trying to convince each other of why something is or isn't. And that, that's a great debate. And at the end of the day, um, who wins and who cares, right? Well, I mean – it, that, that's the truth because it, it, it's about mental health. Like, how, how am I going to be the best version of me that day if I'm messed up in the head? And how do I deflect these things? And how do I keep from going on this 
emotional roller coaster highs and lows and how do I get the frequency back to you know where it's real you know regulated and uh, minimal and uh, I think that's important because if you don't learn to control that it runs your life absolutely and um, we end up taking it out on like the people we care about uh, care about the most you know yeah. whether it's at the office and you're grumpy towards a uh, uh, co-worker uh, or at home you're <laughs> grumpy with your loved ones or whatever and uh, and then you were telling me that uh, like even stopped you from going to work out when knowing the gym's going to help you release some absolutely. stress. Absolutely. I started a thing too that I, I think that I'm trying to implement even in my agency too. It's called 321. And I just kind of came up with it. Um, take If something happens or you see in a conversation or argument, take three minutes to look it over, think about it, process it so that you handle it correctly. Two minutes to maybe talk to somebody outside of the agency or outside of even your family. Just talk about anything, not even that topic. And then take one minute to either pray, meditate, listen to music, and kind of get yourself regrouped, and then respond to whatever is in front of you. If it's causing you to feel some kind of way, figure out exactly what that is. Um, And that's something I'm trying to learn to implement in my life. And then I'm also started journaling um, just to figure out what it is that caused me to feel what I'm feeling. Mm. And I want to go back and look at it and see, am I still acting in those spaces? Because it's always like the past events, right? Yeah. Like yeah. something that triggers you. Um, let's say we're uh, talking about uh, social injustice. Like some people just don't care. They're like, whatever, because right. it's never happened to them. Right. But to the people that's happened to them, it's like, oh, it triggers her. So as, as we were talking about uh, how to get better at controlling your emotions through when you're engaging with someone and talking about issues. Um, Should you go into something thinking that you're going to win an argument? (laughs) I think that's a, that's a fantastic point. I think that's, that's part of it is if you're not willing to sit down and have a a real conversation, then, then you really are just arguing. And an argument is when two people stop listening you really think about it, I mean, that's when, when you stop taking the chance to really listen to people. When you see it in marriages, you see it in whatever, when the moment you start trying to prove a point and not listen to what somebody's got to say, then it becomes disrespectful. Then it becomes anger. Then then the emotions flare. And then you end up saying something you're going to regret. Facts. <clears throat> I, I see that all the time. You know, it's, um, it's one of those things that, like we just discussed uh, just a few minutes ago, I mean, you privately, that Maybe we should start looking at the exact opposite. Like, say um, you're afraid of heights, you know, and so what are the benefits of being afraid of heights? Uh, what are the pros and cons of that? Right. And really, kind of, when you're looking at an argument or a conversation about a topic and you know that there's going to be some emotion, like, look at it from their point of view. Like, uh, I'll give you an example. Like, uh, like we were talking about social justice, where one person who's obviously had some things happen to them and they feel a certain way, right. well, look at it from the point of view from the other person who may be coming across saying, hey, are you 
yes, the event happened to you, but are you now letting the event control you to a point where it triggers you and then you become a victim? Absolutely. And then you continue that cycle um, throughout the course of your life um, and you may not even realize it. Uh, and I think to do some self-reflecting and diagnosing, diagnose your problems like you've been journaling um, is a wonderful strategy to use. Right. Open yourself up. And you got to open yourself up to be wrong. Ooh. You know what I mean? What if you're wrong? Yeah. You know I, don't I mean, that's, a, that's an ego. That's, yeah. a, that's a power trip that you, that most people don't want to deal with, man. One of the things you learn is self-reflecting is crucial. And when you when you find yourself always being right, or if you especially if you're trying to be right without the facts, you know, that's a completely different animal. Now you're just dangerous at that point because if you don't even have any truth to what you're saying, now you're just spitting out venom, and you have to be willing. But I think you also have to be open to be wrong, you're, or open to literally be able to hear something that could possibly change your opinion on certain things. Because if you don't, you're going to find yourself in some very dangerous you know, water. You know what I mean? But what if I don't believe your facts? <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's the other thing. Yeah, you're, that's, you're right. And and where do your facts come from? That's another yep. thing that makes it so much more difficult in, in these conversations. But there are certain things that you just can't debate. You know, you and, and I hate the fact that the world is trying to make it out that you can. You know, I mean, being an African-American, you know, there's some things that I've experienced that nobody's going to be able to take that from me or try to tell me that it's not real. You know, those are things that I've experienced in my life and those things have, have happened. And so um, that that is a truth that I'm speaking to. That doesn't mean everybody feels that way or is in the same situation or has the same emotion. But it's kind of like trauma-informed care. One of the things that I love about what it says is this. It says um, it, it explains the behavior, but it doesn't excuse it. Right. And so maybe some things in life, certain things may be, be an explanation, but doesn't necessarily excuse everything or make everything right. And just this is where it has happened. This is where now how do we move forward from these things? This may be a conversation piece that could happen. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, you know, going into that, I think it all st starts on the foundation of uh, building trust. Absolutely. Uh, because, you know, if we don't, trust coming from whatever sources then then trusting the person right across from you now um let's talk on how do you build that trust all right marshall speaking on trust how do i build that trust now, an example i want to use is like let's go with the hot topic right now uh covid mm -hmm. you have one one side saying this another side saying this but they don't trust each other so right. like say if i'm pro vaccine or pro whatever i talk to a lot of medical people in my field you know nurses doctors and it seems like the trust is lost from up top and then it trickles down to the bottom and then me being more holistic and stuff like we're more natural based and holistic based so then we have resources that we trust but it seems like one side and the other that it's not that they don't trust the individual it's like i don't i don't believe your resources or i don't because that's and we're always debunking each other 
you know, or trying to say that. So how can we bridge that gap and build trust? And um, do we even need to take it that far to the CDC? Because obviously I'm never going to talk to CDC and FDA, but I'm going to talk to doctor so-and-so and and nurse so-and-so and building that trust through the community. But how do we take it now on a global picture? Because, you know, uh, people are looking at the news every day and you always see that trusted most network and blah, blah, blah. And and we all know, you know, the news and everything's garbage and regurgitated and and they'll have some nuggets in there every once in a while that's uh, that may be truthful. But everything is with opinion and slanted and this and that. And um, that's where the argument and the bickering begins. So but how can I build that trust with another person that, hey, uh, out of respect, I trust you, you trust me, mm-hmm. and let, let's let let's come to a middle point? I think that's a, another great question. And I don't know how you do that because it, it always starts, trust always starts with honesty. You know what I mean? And I think that if both sides are not going to be honest about what's going on, I mean, you can't sit here and say that there's no... This something's not going on. Something's not real. You can't go to that extreme. And you can't be at this extreme of saying one size fits all. Yeah. You know what I mean? It yeah. just can't work that way. You have to be open to the understanding that, man, something's going to work, something's not. If doctors would sit up here and say to us and say, listen, hey, this vaccine's not going to work for everybody the same because your body's different, your makeup's different, your pre-existing conditions are different, and, and you're being a minority, this is different. So, like, it's funny. When I had it, they asked me to put, get put on blood pressure medicine years ago, and I go in and talk to the doctor, and they're telling me, yes, you have to have it. You're going to have to have this the rest of your life. Well, I didn't want to take it. I couldn't function on it. I tried it one time, and it was killing me, so it, didn't, it just didn't make me feel right. I see another doctor, and she explains. She goes, can I speak to you freely? And I said, yes. And she says, well, because you're an African-American, she says, diuretics work far better for you than blood pressure medicines because it helps you it helps your body process it differently you and you said obviously you're gonna go to the bathroom a lot and that is where i felt like we built a line of communication i was she was able to talk to me freely and look past just trying to give me a medication and was willing to look at me as a human being as a person and say this may work better for you Mm. because we ultimately want to get the goal is to get the blood pressure down yeah not let me die or suffer and that, I think, is the end goal is what are we really saying? It's not about just saying I want to save your life because that, that sounds so, and the way that they push it through the media is if you really want to save somebody's life, also, you have to give people the freedom to understand how their body works. Who can they trust? Who can they have a conversation with? And who's willing to share information? Because how many doctors are going to come out and tell us, hey, this really ain't working? Yeah. And we're going to try something different. You know what I mean? Are they op- Are they going to be that real to us to say this doesn't work because i remember not to take all the time but fish oil where they were telling us that it's great for your heart great for your heart and then five years later it's the worst thing for your heart <laughs> you know who's going to give us that truth i think i think it comes down with um, like you said honesty and showing vulnerability and yes. that doctor showed vulnerability Absolutely. and honesty with you coming from a loving caring compassion space Rather than looking down and saying, uh, "You better take this," yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that's that's good right there. Uh, so I was thinking about that, like you know, talking about vulnerability, we 
which is a, a very difficult word in the man world, you know, and not trying to say whatever, but you know that it's one of those, how do we become vulnerable in order to reach that point of honesty um, and, and trying to help each other? How do you think we can go about that um, to build trust, to, to bridge that gap? Because that's clearly uh, an issue that we're facing. Um, I, I think it comes down to a little bit of showing like you're sincere and you care. Um, because, you know, some people may say, well, that guy's showing a lot of vulnerability and they may take that your kindness for weakness, you know, and that's not the point here. So when you're showing your emotion and you're showing that you're vulnerable and that you're coming from that caring, loving space, I think the the conversation changes. You can see the body language. You can see the tone of the voice. You can see uh, everything just kind of getting more relaxed where you can have that honest conversation. Absolutely. And, uh, and you, could, you can then go about explaining your viewpoint um, and my ears are more receptive to listening. And I, I, I think that just, that just takes some skill. It's not going to happen overnight. No. It's something that um, you need to practice on. Uh, um, but, you know, clearly, like, a lot now that I see is that people are just shutting people down or they're tuning them out because it gets to a point where it's just like, man, I can't even have a conversation with that dude. He's just too, you know, wild or he gets too hot or he gets too upset. Yeah, and then absolutely. some people are like, hey, I don't even want to have conversations anymore. I'm right. good. Right. You know, and I don't think that's the answer either. To no. Just kind of walk away and not do anything. But um, showing that vulnerability in a loving, caring space. Um, you know, we both have kids. How do you how do you how do you do that with kids? You know, it's a it's a tough thing, you know, because for my kids, I know what me. My dad said this to me a long time ago, and, I, and I, at first it hurt, but it was like, you know, he always said, I'm not your friend, I'm your father. And for a long time, I didn't understand that. But once I did, I realized that I never wanted to put him in a position that um, that was disposable. Like, he was my father, and I wanted to be able to always respect him. I never wanted to take lose sight of that. And, and I love the fact that he did that. And that's something I try to do with my kids. We always have a good time and laugh and different things, but they never lose sight. I don't ever want them to lose sight of who I am in their lives. And because ultimately my job is to protect them, to train them and to teach them how to become successful young men. And, you know, and it's been hard, you know, I'm, I'm coming, my kids come from a broken home with divorce and, and so we have to try to figure out ways to heal those broken wounds and to help them to grow in those spaces. So um, I have to be vulnerable to that, be able to say, look, I have to get on their level sometimes and say, man, I, I can't imagine what you had to go through going from house to house and trying to make sure that you can please both of us. That's a lot to do for a kid and ask that of yeah. a kid. And I can say kudos to my, my ex-wife um, that we have started to really work together for the sake of our kids and it's been so beneficial and so and I don't know that wasn't easy for her because things didn't end well and it wasn't easy for me but um, we've taken those steps to open that door for them to be vulnerable for them for the sake of them we've had to be vulnerable to each other and the fact that we've had to be vulnerable to each other something we haven't done in eight years mm -hmm. 
um, has opened the door for our kids to be able to say, hey, man, dad, mom, I see the opportunity. I see that the change is coming and we are trying to. It's helping them like it's removing pressure. Yeah. It's it's an awesome thing to say that I hate divorce is such an ugly thing. And I hated that we had to go through it at such a young age. But man, to see what we can do now to bring healing and change has been awesome. So it takes a vulnerability on all sides. And that's just for me. You know, not everybody's coming from a broken home situation, but it takes a lot and to, to do that. And so, but it's, it's helped heal. Yeah. So growth can only happen through the pain, right? Oh, yeah. it's that rose <laughs> in the cement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's only through pain. So, um, which brings me to like growth. So I should continue with, or ending with growth, like explain, how do you think we can measure growth as a whole? Well, um, if I'm wanting to grow, like, let's say we're tackling, like you said, you had like blood pressure issues or whatever. And, um, like say there's a weight issue. How do you tackle? I mean, that's a big thing, weight, right? And with it comes health and all these other things that are so... I guess the first thing you do is that you would just break it down into little pieces. Like, um, if I'm trying to lose weight, maybe I focus on just trying to get enough water in my system first. Then maybe I focus on the diet. Then maybe I focus on, you know, the exercise and the meditation, uh, things like that. So you chunk it down. Um, Because I I always look at my life in five-year spans. So, like, uh, graduate school, you know, like high school and college and then first job, second job, things of that nature. And I'm always, I guess I'm competing against myself, but the biggest drawback is don't be too hard on yourself. Mm. Because if if you are beating yourself up, the world already beats you up enough. Absolutely. So if you continue to beat yourself up and not... That's like that journaling thing. You go back and reflect and write down all the things that you've Absolutely. accomplished and went through the last, you know, six months, month. And, you know, some people say set your goal so high that when you fall that you still land on the moon. I, I like to be more realistic. Absolutely. You know, it's like uh, I, I'm not going to say, oh, I want to make two million dollars next year. And then I end up making ten grand. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's not how it's supposed to work. Right, like, right. like uh, you know, set give yourself uh, a nice baseline, something to chip away at and work through. And I think then you'll see that cumulative effect. Absolutely. Okay. And that that's how I would uh, kind of gauge growth. I like that. I mean, it's the whole principle of not building Rome in a day. You know, um, trying to pace yourself. And set, I, I like that, too, setting realistic goals. Um, but also, even when you talk about growth and as far as how things impact your life, it's about how, you know, instead of going zero to 100, you know, cutting that in half or slowing down or, not, or learning to not engage or maybe putting your cell phone up for a couple of hours and just focus on being, I guess for me, my biggest thing for me, honestly, is just being more intentional. You know, if I'm going to be more intentional, if I'm home with my boys, I want to be present. You know what I mean? If I'm if I want to go out and be with friends, I want to be there. I don't want to be on my phone the whole time. I don't want to be in all these different spaces. So being in those moments, man, and learning how to capitalize on those so that you don't lose sight of those things. And then also, you know, 
like you said, when we talked earlier, you don't have to be right yeah. all the time. And you don't have to uh, win every argument. And I'm an argumentative person when it comes to sports. I'm competitive, yeah. you know. But learning how to change that, um, it's going to be huge for me. But I, I tell you, journaling has been critical because I always love the idea of self-reflect. Yeah. All it, change starts with the end. It gives you a chance to actually quiet down and you know, calm your mind and listen to your inner self. And that's a hard one for me because I, I like to always have a response. Right. So just sometimes just listening and being quiet as uh, part of my nature. If someone sees me quiet, they're always asking me, why are you so quiet? And I'm like, well, I'm trying to practice <laughs> this. Leave me alone. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, so yeah. it, it's knowing yourself, loving yourself and understanding who you are and coming from that perspective. Yeah, and, and being willing to share that same thing and love others and help with others. And I, and I ain't talking, you know, madly in love, but loving others is a, is a real thing that you have to focus on and be intentional. Yeah. And that, that's how this uh, podcast came together. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we were just, we always had these discussions about different topics and we would, and me and Marshall were real good friends. And so we're able to, like, I know there's a couple topics in there that we kind of, uh, Clyde on, but at the end of the day, I love him, he loves me, and we're willing to sit down and listen to each other. Absolutely. And and we also know that we're, we don't know everything. Absolutely. And that's the recipe for a good conversation. And so as we end this first episode, we want to say hopefully something impacted you um, as it has us, and we'll be ready for the next one as we're going to continue with uh, part two of this conversation. So we hope you have a good evening. Signing off from Marshall Tyson. Oscar Sock. Conversation. Understanding to be.